Greetings, Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. Today, we are going to be playing Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage by Seamus Connolly. Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage is a one to two player journaling storytelling game of war, loss, hope, and reflection from the cockpit of a deteriorating giant robot. You are a mech pilot. You have piloted your humanoid machine across the surface of the earth and even through the void of space and among the shattered holes of space colonies. You have fought a war that has seen cities consumed by fire, fleets of ships struck down by energy weapons, and mecha immolated by their own stricken reactors. You have survived all the way to today, the last battle of the war waged in the void. Now, your survival is more uncertain than it has ever been. The visual cacophony of both sides tearing into one another has faded, replaced by the silence of wrecked machines, an open grave of floating bodies, and the last gutters of fire as atmosphere and fuel are consumed from broken ships. Your mecha is laid low, its diagnostic screen awash in the black and red of dead and dying systems as you drift among the debris. All you have is a dying mecha, an open communications channel, and your thoughts and memories, and the vague hope that someone will find you lost among the starlit wreckage before it is too late. So, this game is dedicated to the pilots of the 11th Autonomous Corps Helio Squadron and the Joint Strike Force for all the stories we told together. To every pilot who never got to monologue before death, here's your chance. So, like we said, this is a storytelling game of war, loss, hope, and reflection from the cockpit of a robot. When played by a single player, this is a journaling game. Your character is talking over an open communications channel, speaking their mind into the void, and you will record what they say. Either your signal will guide rescuers to you, or your words will be your last testament. This does have a two-player option. When played with two players, one remains the stranded pilot. The other takes on the role of a rescuer trying to find them among the wreckage of the battle. You'll tell your story through your conversations, keeping the talk and hope alive as death and rescue race to see which reaches you first. As this is a solo TTRPG channel, we will be playing the solo version, so not so much hope for us, but that seems to be a theme with the games lately. To play, we are going to need a deck of cards, including the Jokers, a D6, some way to keep notes, 10 tokens, and enough space to lay out a 5x5 grid of cards. Safety tools. While the setting may be fantastical, the themes of Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage can be quite serious. At the very least, the characters have fought in a war with all of the potential issues that entails. In the context of the game, they are trapped, isolated, and with death lurking behind every card. The point is to have a compelling experience, not a harmful one. Do not be afraid to back off and reevaluate if the subject matter becomes too much. In single player, you have full control over the text. Use the backspace button or walk away as needed. For two players, there are many safety tools you can consider. Lines and veils help establish boundaries. 
before play. X cards and script changes can also help once the game has begun. So safety tools are always very important. You don't see them talked about that much in solo games. Very important though. Remember to keep those in mind as you play. So setting up your character. First, we're going to pick a name. By now, we are the infamous mecha pilot. Pick your call sign and or nickname. Spend a bit of time thinking about why that name has been given to you. Examples include Revenant 1, Spectre 6, Paladin Leader, Headhunter, Black Fox, Ghost of DeVille, Deadeye, Steel Reaper. If you're the rescuer, pick a name that feels appropriate. Feel free to combine any of these suggestions or make up your own. And if you really want to improvise, have them only know each other by call sign or reputation, being either strangers or only revealing a relationship in play. Setting up the mecha, we are going to remove the jokers from the deck and shuffle the remaining cards. Place one joker face up on the table, then deal and lay out 24 cards from the deck, placing them face down in a 5x5 grid with the joker in the center. Once all cards have been placed, Flip the rest of them over so that you can see each card's face as shown. That is the diagnostic board of your cockpit displaying status of all the machine systems with the reactor in the center. Everything is either lit in ominous red or about to get there. Next, you're going to roll a D6 and draw that many cards from the deck. Compare these cards to the cards on your diagnostic board. If face value matches a card on the board, remove that card from the board and discard it. If there are duplicates, you choose which. This represents the damage that crippled your mecha. As the blare of warning alarms fade to the ominous silence of complete system failure. In the example below, a 6, queen, 3, and 4, which had no effect, were drawn. If you only discard one card, then it was a lucky shot. If you discard six, then your machine is pretty mangled already. Either way, the damage is spreading as the mecha's systems deteriorate. As this is done, shuffle the second joker and all the drawn and discarded cards back into the deck. The game consists of 10 rounds of play, after which the pilot is found and rescued. Each round is split into three parts. Making repairs, where you make repairs to their machine trying to slow down the cascade of failures and stay alive long enough for rescue. Transmission, the pilot takes over an open channel, trying to fill the silence that has followed the battle and now threatens to swallow them whole, either speaking to a line full of static or, if they're lucky, another pilot racing to find them. And system failure. The mech has been severely damaged and the toll on the system from the strain is causing failures to spread throughout the system. Think of it as junctions burning out, capacitors exploding, or panels going dark, cut off from the reactor. This is the step that ends with adding a token to the table, which will determine whether you begin another round or are rescued. Making repairs. At the start of each round, the pilot draws one card from the deck, consults the prompts, and considers the question. This will be used during transmission. The pilot then makes repairs. Repairs are denoted by placing this card face up over any card on the diagnostic board that has the same suit. You cannot repair a system that has already been patched. If there are no cards of the same suit on your board, shuffle the card back into the deck. If you drew the joker, place an additional token on the table next to the board, then shuffle the card back into the deck. 
If this is your 10th token, you may make your transmission, skip failure, and then immediately proceed to rescued. Transmission. If playing solo, the pilot writes down what they are saying over their open communication channel based on the prompts offered by the car drawn during making repairs. Length and style depend on your decisions about the pilot. Are they talkers, garrulous, and rambling, or have they fallen quiet in their final moments? The story is up to you and the prompt as the pilot tries to fill the silence while drifting through the remains of the battlefield. Now, if playing with a rescuer, the rescuer chooses and asks the pilot at least one of the questions presented as part of the prompt. The pilot answers and then asks the rescuer the same question. You can go back and forth as long as you want. Take a few notes about what you discuss so you can build off them when answering future questions. Transmission etiquette. Several of the prompts involve more than one question. You don't have to answer all of them at once. The first time you draw the associated card. They are there to provide multiple starting points for each transmission and can build on one another. In two-player mode, keeping a single question is actually advised, as the back-and-forth nature of play can lead you to expand on any given question as much as you want. Also, feel free to personalize the questions or create new ones. If it would help follow a line of inquiry you wish to pursue, or you feel you have exhausted the questions for a given card. When making your transmission, never forget how much danger the pilot is in. Your formerly mighty war machine is a dying wreck. The repairs you can make from the cockpit are patchwork at best, and you are helpless and alone. Even more so if there is no rescuer responding to you. For the rescuer's part, you are aware that you are in a race against time, as the next part of the round will show every moment could bring your efforts to an end. System Failure. The rescuer, or the pilot if playing solar, rolls 1d6, draws that many cards from the deck, and then compares them to the cards on the diagnostic board. If the face value matches a card on the board, remove that card from the board and discard it, prioritizing repairs first. If the drawn card matches to a card covered by a repair, it has no effect. If there are multiple cards of the same value, you choose which gets discarded. If the Joker was drawn and the reactor eliminated, immediately proceed to Lost to the Stars. The Joker helps keep risk levels high, but you can also strike on any round, including the first. You may want to check out Stable Reactor on page 28. Continue until all drawn cards have been resolved. After that, check for cutoff systems. If any system is cut off from the reactor entirely, meaning that a path cannot be traced vertically and or horizontally, from that card to the joker in the middle, then that card is also discarded. A diagonal path does not count. So the book does include an example where there is a jack in the upper rightmost position is still connected to the reactor following a path horizontally and vertically. Even the nine of diamonds is connected through a roundabout path. The eight and king in the lower right positions are completely cut off and the ace in the lower leftmost position can only follow a diagonal path to the reactor the eight, king, and ace would all be discarded. If the reactor is ever isolated from all of their systems, meaning all 24 cards on either the diagnosis board have been discarded, proceed to Lost of the Stars. If you have checked four cutoff systems and have not died, place a token on the table next to the board and shuffle all discarded and drawn cards back into the deck. Return to making repairs for another round or, if there are 10 tokens next to the board, proceed to rescue from the wreckage.
So, lost to the stars. The reactor has failed. The mecha is suffering total system failure. Life support is gone, and explosions cascade throughout its frame. Any chance of rescue vanishes. The pilot makes their final transmission, knowing it's going to be their last one. You may draw a final card to act as a prompt, whether speaking to the void or to their forlorn hope of rescue. That should color what the pilot says. If you have any goodbyes, now is the time. If the second Joker was drawn during the system failure phase, then that mecha's reactor suffers a sudden critical failure and explodes, destroying the mecha and killing the pilot. Make one final transmission, although the prompt you draw is optional. The pilot may be speaking normally at, or as normal as it gets when you are in a giant mangled robot on the void of space, oblivious to their oncoming end, or they may have a moment of panic as they realize what is happening. Either way, their transmission cuts off mid-sentence. And rescue from the wreckage. Once the 10th token is placed on the table, rescue arrives and the pilot is saved. If playing solo, write out an epilogue using the contents of your transmission as inspiration for what the pilot's life looks like after the war. It could still be in the pilot's voice or it could be where they are now style entries. And if playing with a rescuer, then have a heartfelt reunion. We do have some optional rules. There are some optional rules. We have stable reactor. The Joker in the deck helps to maintain tension and hammer it home that the pilot is never truly safe. No matter how many repairs they manage to make, safety could be snatched away at the last second in a cascade of radioactive fire. It could also, however, cut the game disappointingly short. To get a minimum length for the game, establish that the Joker does not count during system failure phase until there are five or more tokens on the table. Until then, when the Joker is drawn during system failure, discard it and draw another card instead. And receive transmissions. One of the challenges of a game like Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage, single player mode, is not knowing what prompts you're going to get, which makes it harder to build a coherent story or do anything like write an outline. There's nothing wrong with that. You're a mecha pilot trapped in a dying machine. You're allowed to ramble. But if you find yourself struggling, consider playing through the mechanical aspect of the game first, then following the prompts. While you lose some of the tension during the actual writing, you at least have a full list of drawn prompts to act as guide. And then there's the optional rule of two lost stars, where instead of a pilot and rescuer, each player is a pilot in their own wrecked mecha. And that has some that has some interesting connotations to it as well, as you are both racing against the clock, and perhaps you have an enemy mind situation. More thoughts we will save for the end if I remember. Hopefully I do. But that looks like it for the rules. So now we are going to dive on into gameplay and we are going to set up our game board, which is going to be a especially painful as I have not used a digital deck in a minute and I need to find a joker, which I hope are in the deck. Greetings, Wanderers. It's Steel Stash. I wanted to thank y'all for listening to Lonely TTRPG. If you like this episode and you want to help support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. Of course, there are other ways of helping provide support, liking, commenting, retweeting, sharing, spreading through word of mouth. That is how this podcast has grown thus far, and that is how we are going to continue to grow. Any little bit helps. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you. And now, on with the show. 
All right, we now have our deck set up. We now have our game board set up. As a side note, as we start to flip these cards over, if anybody knows how to have Roll20 automatically deal configurations, that would be awesome. Please tell me. That would save me some time on a lot of this. But now we have to flip all of these over. All right. In addition, we're going to go ahead and add a token counter just to help us keep track of everything. And now we should be rolling our first 1d6 to find out just how damaged we are. Ouch. That hurt. That hurt. We are five damaged. All right. We are five damaged and we have... All right. Correction. Sorry for the podcast listeners. We have our five by five gridded square of cards. First row, we have the six of diamonds, five of hearts, eight of diamonds, seven of spades, king of spades. Second row, 10 of diamonds, 10 of spades, 10 of clubs, six of clubs, eight of spades. Middle row, two of spades, king of clubs, joker, two of hearts, Jack of clubs. Fourth row, three of diamonds, three of spades, three of clubs, ace of diamonds, ace of clubs, seven of diamonds. Bottom row, six of hearts, king of hearts, four of clubs, two of diamonds, jack of spades. So we just drew five cards for, we just drew five cards for damage. We have a seven, two fives, a three, and a nine. So luckily, luckily I don't have any nines. So I do not have to worry about removing any of those. I have to remove two fives, a seven, and a three. So I'm going to remove the three and the seven from the fourth row. They're both on the ends, so it... It's going to hurt my routing, but like not ultimately destroy it. Two fives and a, or now two fives. I have to get rid of two fives. And luckily I only have one. So I will remove my one five from the top row. So starting right off the bat, starting right off the bat, I am looking at top row of card blank, card, card, card. Second row all five cards, third row, all five cards, fourth row, blank, card, 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 blank, fifth row, all five cards. I lucked out. I ended up only losing three and they don't seem to be in systems that are too vital at the moment. As for our call sign, we are going to be, we are going to be steel stash and we're going to go ahead and get into our first transmission, which is the Mayday Following the end of the battle. Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is Steel Stash. My mecha has taken damage and I am adrift. Systems are failing. Anyone on this frequency, please respond. I say again, anyone on this frequency, please respond. Is there anyone else out there? And that will bring us into day one, where we need to fold in all of our cards that are not currently drawn, shuffle our deck, and we will take the top card. And that is going to be a five of diamonds, which is annoying because I don't have a five I can fix. No, 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 Sorry. Sorry. Repairs go on suits, not face values. So I need to put this five of diamonds on a suit. 
and I'm going to put this five of I'm gonna put this diamond repair on my ace of diamonds that is in the middle of my fourth row. So this is directly below my reactor. And this is directly below my reactor. And it is going to preserve my power routing path to the entire bottom of my mech. Next, we are going to follow the prompts on it for our transmission. So for a five, it is what was becoming an ace mecha pilot like anyone anyone on this net any station this net this is steel stash again my mecha has taken damage i am drifting through the void requesting any assistance of course there ain't any of y'all out there there ain't nobody left is there i'm the only one you know, figures you know back when i went through the training program Back when I went through the training program, that was that was that was before all this here started, this here war. And like it was it was tough. It was rigorous. Like our instructors were mean. And like I got it. These these new cats, they got them mean instructors now too. But you know, their mean instructors were because of you know, their mean instructors were because of PTSD and Star Shock. Or like my mean instructors, my mean instructors were because of having nothing left but the mecha core. You know, when you dedicate your life to something for so long that it's the only thing that you got. That were my instructors. You know, they lost family. They, you know, they lost family, spouses, children just drifted away from them. All they had left was this, and all they had left was that anger and resentment, and they took it out on us because, by golly. If they're gonna spend like if they're gonna spend the rest of their life alone because of their dedication to the core, they were gonna produce the best pilots that core had ever seen. And dang old, dang old, these new guys, these new guys are just making you good enough to go out and get killed. But you know, that's why it ain't no surprise that I'm the only one that's left. Soft, soft new instructors. That's what it is. Luckily, luckily I have managed to find a little bit of a patch. Managed to find a little bit of repair. Got some, uh, got some repair. Got some power stabilized to my lower extremities, to my lower systems. So hopefully, hopefully I will be able to just drift along and survive. I should be able to drift along and survive now at this point, at the very least. You know, barring any catastrophics. But that's a steel stash. I'll catch you. I'll catch y'all in a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive back into my mech and see what, uh, see what else we got going on down here. All right, so at this time, I'm going to roll to see if I suffer any more damage. And I suffer another five damage. You know, if it wasn't for the YouTube watchers, I would switch to physical dice. Because I swear to God, I get the worst rolls on... I get the worst rolls on virtual. Can't roll, I can't roll this high with my actual dice to save my life. But here, all the time. All right, so five potential damage. I got a queen, a seven, a five, an eight, and a seven. So two sevens, a five, an eight, and a queen. So I have no queens. That's good. I have no fives. So that would just be removing an eight and two sevens. I only have one seven remaining, so I have to remove that. So that is removing the seven from my first row. I also have an eight up there. So I'm going to go ahead and remove that. 
So that gives me, so that gives me my first road card, blank, blank, blank card. My second row still have all five. Third row still have all five. Fourth row, I got blank, card, 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 blank, with my middle card being repaired and stable. And then in my fifth row, I have all five cards. I have no systems that are cut off. That's kind of why I chose the eight on my top row. So I have that huge void in my top row, but that makes isolation harder as opposed to my random eight in the second row. So we have survived our first issue and we add one token. We are currently at one token. At this time, we are going to take all of our discarded cards, put them back in our deck, give it a quick shuffle and draw one card. And we got ourselves a club. We got the five of clubs. So this is going to go on a club. Luckily, I have another club directly on top of my reactor that I'm going to drop this down on. So now I have guaranteed power to the top and bottom of my mech. And we will go over that here in a minute as we continue with our transmission. Oh, little touch and go there for a second. End up, end up losing two more, end up losing two more systems down on the, down on dang old mech. Top half, top half, not looking too great. But I did manage, I did manage to patch her up. So at the very least, my top half, she get er, my top half going to be getting power throughout the entire thing. My bottom half going to be getting power throughout the entire thing. I am slowly but surely stabilizing all the paths from the reactor. Now, whether that reaches the extremities, I don't know. But just thinking on thinking on yesterday as well. You know, that's one thing that that's one thing them old and that's one thing them new instructors do actually teach better than them old ones. All right. You know, soft as they might be, you know, mean as they might be from the uh, from the Star Shock. I always tell you, if you're gonna if you're gonna have multiple issues, at least make sure your reactor make sure your reactor straight, and at the very least, you're gonna stay alive. You're gonna stay alive until someone can find you. So I think at this point we have guaranteed that uh, someone will find us guaranteed. Yeah, you know, willing to bet money on that. But this is space. It is dangerous. You know, and if there's one thing that you don't want to do, if there's one thing that you don't want to do out in space, that is going to be thinking you got everything solved because there are still many other issues going on. And life can get a lot more miserable between now and that rescue boat showing up. So we still got some time. We still got, we still got a little bit of time to wait. I ain't got a deck card. Anybody out there? This is Steel Stats broadcasting to any station this net. I say again, broadcasting to any station this net. This is Steel Stash. Anybody got a deck card out there? Because dang old. Dang old. I think I'm about to get born up in this here mech. But who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. So at this time, we are going to roll for our next set of system failures. Two. Outstanding. You see... You let the universe know that you know that it's unfair and it comes back and helps you out a little bit. So we're going to take two cards and that is going to be a five and an ace. A five and an ace. I still have no five, so that five doesn't mean anything to me. And I only have one ace. Oh, no, it says prioritize repairs first. As I only drew one ace and I have multiple aces, but one of my aces is repaired. Per the rules, I am golden. Per the rules, I should be good. 
So yeah, I'm good. I lose no cars this round. That is actually really nice. So we are going to add another token, bringing us up to two. No change to our current board. Still got a big hole in the in the first row. Still missing the sides on my fourth row, but that is it. And then I got my repairs holding on my cards directly above and below my reactor. All right. So drawing our next repair card, we have ourselves the 10 of hearts. So we have a heart. Now at this point, at this point, things can get a little, I have three spots that I can go. I have a, I have a corner card, which would make no sense because it could get cut off and I would lose it anyway. I have right next to the reactor or I have one in my second column bottom row. So while it is possible, I'm going to play it on the, I'm going to play it on row five card two. So that'll be the second column of my bottom row, mainly because that should keep me from losing the quarter piece as well. It is possible that I could still get cut off because the two cards surrounding it that would force a diagonal are the only ones I have, which means there are which means there are three options in the deck that could remove them. But, but it's also one of those, the odds of that aren't super high. So I'm not super concerned about that. So we're going to try to protect this corner card. At the very least, I know that, uh, at the very least, I know that my pathways are like, I'm not going to lose everything so I can afford to try to preserve as much as possible as opposed to building around my reactor, which is probably the smart move. In fact, we're going to jump right into the transmission. <laughs> I mean, dang old, dang old steel stash here. Transmitting to any station this net and got some more repairs done. You know, didn't, didn't suffer any more system issues. Like I said, like I said, once you, once you patch up around that reactor, things are going to go good. But dang old, I think I might have made a mistake. I had, I, I found one piece I could salvage for some repairs and definitely put that on the, uh, definitely put that on the further pathway instead of one right next to the reactor. I know I said take care of your reactor, reactor is going to take care of you, but definitely put that on the one further away, which grand scheme of things, grand scheme of things might have been dang don't, or dang on silly. I mean, it should have, again, sort of protected my reactor, but. I was trying to preserve power to the lower extremity of my mech. All right. And it, that, that might partly be because that might partly be because if I can get them legs working again, if I can get them legs working again, you know, I can get some of that sense of running in place, you know, do that pretend run. And I'm not, man, I miss running. I miss running y'all. And before this whole darn thing kicked off, I used to walking, running. I used to love walking down the uh, walking down the fields by the home, and just feeling the grass all around me, feeling the wind on my face. Now, do that kid thing where you run down hills for no reason, and the fact that it's a hill and you can run down it. I miss that, y'all. And yeah, that that might have that might have played a part in my decision. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, but. I ain't no psychologist either, so I can't tell you if it has anything to do with that. All I can say is I made my decision, and that's what's going to happen. We are sticking with it. We ain't going to pull that piece. Reactor, she's going to be fine. She's going to be just fine. We're going to see how it all is. It's going to be all right. 
But time to dive back on into this mech, see if anything else is going to go wrong, and try to get all that patched up. And rolling for potential system failures, we rolled another two. So we're going to take two more cards. And we got a two and a queen. We got a two and a queen. So I have a two. I do not have a queen. Actually, I have several twos. Several to choose from. I ended up going with the outside of my third row. So now my mech is currently looking like first row, card, blank, 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 card. Second row, all five cards. Third row, blank, card, 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 card. Fourth row, blank, card, 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 blank. Fifth row, all five cards. I have three repairs currently in place, holding and maintaining power. So I have survived. I have no cutoff systems. Almost had one. If I had gone with a different two, I would have had a cutoff system. But none of those yet. So that brings us up to three tokens. And we are going to move into our next day. So we got to reshuffle our deck to include our discarded cards. And we're going to pull our repair card. And we got ourselves a club. We have another club. So this, this starts leaving us with some interesting options. Because with this club, I can guarantee more pathways. Yeah. So we're going to take this. We're going to put this on the middle column of our bottom row. So that is going to definitely guarantee that our bottom left corner will never be isolated. It could fail, but it won't be isolated. And we're going to go with that. I could have put it in the top to try and try and build up towards my top right corner, but that still seems a little risky at the moment. So... Like I could potentially lose a card that would cause a cutoff and have wasted that repair. But all right. Speaking of failures, speaking of failures, we got four. I forgot to do transmission. So we're going to go ahead and draw these four cards right quick, but we will look at them here in a second as we do our transmission for our seven. The prompt for seven is what was the war fought over? What were your opponents like? What were your allies like? Do you still think you fought on the right side? Now, this is this is Steel Stash transmitting to any station this net, any station this net. This is Steel Stash. I'm just, you know, I'm starting to think that I'm broadcasting out to no one now. Like, like I said, I'm pretty sure that I am the lone survivor of this battle. And it was supposed to be the final battle. At least that's what they dang old told us. They told us it was going to be the final battle. The battle to end the war and... Look, it looked like it. It looked like the end of all bad. It was definitely, it was definitely something. But I mean, I'll tell you what. At this point, I don't. At this point, I don't care. I am, I am trying to maintain. I am trying to survive. Like why this battle was fought, whether this battle was going to be the final battle, I don't care. Like I'm gonna get home. If I can survive, I'm gonna get home. They're gonna call me a hero. They're gonna call me the hero of the hero of battle Alpha Centauri Prime. And they're gonna give me medals and they're gonna try to drag me around on press junkets. 
And they're going to try to show me off. And I'm going to have to do the dog and pony show. Because dang old, I want my pension. I want my disability. And I earned that. And ain't no one going to take it away from me. Especially no government some bitch who just sat behind a desk. Telling other men to die for him. Like up here in Office Entire. But in order to do that, I know I'm going to have to walk around. I'm going to have to smile. I'm going to have to pretend like I am the great hero of Alpha Centauri being the lone survivor. And I don't give a damn. But I got to play along because if I don't, they're going to threaten my paycheck. Because until I get out, until I get that check, until I get that check, I have no leverage i have no ability to tell them to get bent kick rocks i have no shotgun on my porch to point at any solicitors until everything's all said and done so that's all i'm focused on i don't care about the politics i don't care like at the end of the day i am alive and i will come to terms with what i have done and what has been done later but as of right now, I'm going to survive and I'm going to get myself home and to my land where I can actually come to terms. But in order to do that, I got a lot of bullshit that I got to go through first. And that's going to be the dog and pony show. That's going to be surviving until this rescue bird shows up. Wherever the hell that that guy is. Bird, rescue, dust off. Where are you at, dust off? Ain't that the problem with dust off? Dust off always showing up late. That's what happens when you got them rescue birds. Everybody's out there listening. That's a damn lie. That's a damn lie. Dust off is the best. You want the best care? Get dust off. Dust off is going to. If you are hurt, dust off is going to fly into the dumbest thing imaginable in order to come and get you. And they are going to violate everything that is safety and that they are told to do because they're going to get you and they're going to get you out and they're going to get you to a hospital. Dust off's the best. Dustoff's best. And I'm not saying that just in case Dustoff hears this and they decide to leave poor Steel Stash out here for a little bit longer. But Dustoff, if you listening, like, hurry your tail. Ah. And with that, let's go ahead and see what our four failures are or four potential failures. So we are going to lose a jack, an eight, a four, and another eight. So two eights and a jack and a four. So my only four is protected by a repair. So that's good. I have two jack options. I have a quarter jack and I have a jack in the middle. I'm going to take the corner jack. That way, again, I don't have to worry about cutoff and losing stuff. And now two eights. Two eights. And I only have one, so I have to take it. And because of that, because of that eight, I also have a system cutoff in my top right corner, which I had a feeling was going to happen. Like there was a good chance. I knew there was a good chance it was going to happen. And that's why I put my last repair where I did. So I have pulled all my failures. I have pulled my cutoff, but I am still alive. I am still ticking. I am on token number four. We are getting dangerously close to hope. Time to shuffle everything back together aside from my current status board and go ahead and pull our repair card which is going to be a spade, is going to be the queen of spade. So I need to find a spade. I only have one. I only have one. 
and that's going to be in my second row, but it does butt up against another repair. So that's good. That's good. So just a quick overview on my ship or on my mecha. First row, I only have one card and that is the first card. Second row, I have my first four cards. My last card is blank. Third row, I have blank card, 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 card. Fourth row, blank, card, 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 blank. Fifth row, I have my first four cards and then a blank. So four queens, the prompt is, how has the war changed you? How have you managed to stay the same? And with that, this is still stash transmitting out to transmit out to anyone. This is mine now. Why am I, why am I saying I'm transmitting anyway? You come on this net, you transmit to me. Ain't been nobody on here for the past four days. Now I ain't gonna talking to myself out in the void. You you call me now. This is my net. I don't care what uh, I don't care what that signal core tell you. I don't care what that sigo that signal officer say. He ain't run anything out here. He ain't out here. And if he is, he probably dead anyway. I'm alive. I'm the only one talking. This is my net. So dust off when you get here. You drop down to my net. You call me up, and we're gonna figure this out. But Hope you guys are coming soon because you know these these repair these systems they going quick they going quick I I lost use of my mech's right arm and right leg I managed to preserve power to the left half of my body I got repairs and patches in place to keep the left half I'm gonna be dancing in a circle you know that's the thing that's yeah, that's the thing yeah I don't I don't remember making jokes like that before you know just be a nice kid you know thought of losing. Not a losing feeling in half your body and just talk about dancing in a circle. And seems weird when you stop and think about it. But, you know, I ain't got nothing but time to stop and think about it. I wish I didn't, but, you know, dang old, ain't nobody out there to talk to me, so what you gonna do, you know? Nope. You know, it's, it's just one of those, it's one of those, you just gotta adapt with the situation, you know, thank God for humor, because if, if it weren't for humor, probably would have, probably would just pop the hatch by now. That one last final cold hug, you know. But we ain't trying to do all that. We know we know we are making out of it. We know we're getting out of here. You know, it's just it's a matter of uh, just a matter of doing the one side of breaststroke for a little bit. Gonna be swimming in circles out here in this in this ocean, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, ain't nobody around to see you. I hope, hopefully, them rescuers they don't show up right when uh, right when we're in the middle of practicing, cause. And then, then, then they're just going to say we're some junk in some sort of weird orbit around something. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's you just you just got to deal with it. You just got to deal with it. And speaking of dealing with it, how many more cards are we going to get? Another four. So we're going to draw four more cards. And we got three, eight, nine, and five. All right, so we do have a three. I have no more eights. I have no more nines. And I have no fives. So I just lost one card. And so that brings my tokens up to five. That brings my tokens up to five. So that's halfway there. However, that is where we are going to call it for tonight. It's been almost an hour. If you haven't figured it out by now, I don't know if any more gameplay is going to help you. But that is Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage, which, yeah, no, this is a fun game. Definitely fun game. I thought it was going to be a lot more serious considering the way the tone was set up. But 
that might have just been me. That might have just been my initial thoughts. Gameplay ended up being very similar to Dead Belt. If you haven't played Dead Belt, great space western game. Go check it out. They're actually kickstarting a revised version that's going to have more options, multiplayer, and all of that. But we're not here to talk about Dead Belt. We're here to talk about Lost Among Starlit Wreckage. So the gameplay on this is very similar to several other Carta games. I didn't see Carta listed as a inspiration or this game using the Carta system. Yeah, so this is not using the Carta system, but very similar to the Carta system. So if you've played any Carta games before, very similar layout of grid of cards and follow along with prompts based on whatever mechanics lead you to get them. not completely, not completely Carta, but like at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do with a card based system or really any system. That's, that's no hate on this guy. I'm not, I'm definitely not saying that they did not give proper credit. Carta is a relatively intuitive system. So having parallel development and thoughts on how to do it, completely plausible, still plays very similar to other Carta games. The one thing that I, the one thing that I disliked was, and like part of it is I got lucky, sort of, but by, well, by turn one, really, but definitely by turn four, I had no fear of dying. I had no fear of losing. Like I was extremely confident I was going to make it to the end. And that is because the way the rules read right now, as soon as you make a repair, A, if you draw a card or if you draw a system failure card and you have multiple and one of the ones on your board has been repaired, you play the system failure against that. And then because it's a repaired card or a repaired system, it has no effect. I would like to see an optional rule. I think if I were to play this again, I would play with an optional rule that prioritize repaired systems, but the failure would remove the repair. So the repair would fail. That way, that way you maintain some of that tension. Like it, it definitely made the playthrough end up being a lot lighter than several of the other survival games that I have played. Because once you throw a repair down, you are no longer going to lose that resource. And games like this require the loss of resources to maintain tension. Yes, there is the Joker in the deck that could come out at any time. That feels like a very small probability. Like it felt like so small of a probability that while I would think about it, I was never worried about it. So like I would almost, I would almost like to see repairs fail as well. Like I'd like to see the option of if you draw a system failure card and you have on the one hand a repaired system and on the other hand a non-repaired system, you could choose either lose that system completely, lose the non-repaired system completely and remove it like normal or lose the repair and then you just kind of hope that you get a new repair card. And this is especially because this is especially because you have the repairs are done by suit and that's the only limitation. You just have to match suit. You don't have to beat the value of the card on there. So it's not like some of the repairs are even more hard. Or it's not like any of the repairs are any harder. 
because it's not like you need an ace to repair a king. So it's just a club is a club is a club. So I could put my two of clubs on my king of clubs and that king of clubs is now repaired and immune. But like I said, that's my biggest complaint. And really, if that's my only complaint, that's not a bad complaint to have because that is a very easy home rule, rule fix. Very easy hack to fix. Everything else about this is great. I think this game would really shine as a two player. Though, again, with tone, again with the tone, I would definitely look at the relationship between the rescuer and the mech pilot more in line with like Sergeant Powell and John McClane from the first Die Hard. That little banter they had back and forth because yeah, stuff like, yeah, John occasionally got jacked up and they had some serious conversations, but there was some very fun light banter, especially with, again, how easy it is to get a repair in such a way that your systems will not crash unless your reactor explodes. The other the other super fun one, I think, would be the one where you are both mech pilots. And I think it would be super fun for you guys to be on opposite sides, where the only person you have to talk to as you attempt to survive and face off death is the enemy you once fought. I think you can get some very poignant stories. I think you can get some very amusing stories out of all of that. Additionally, like huge motivation for that thought though is definitely the old, 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 old movie, Enemy Mine. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Very classic sci-fi. Basically, situation like this, humans and aliens are in a war with each other. Two fighter pilots, one human, one alien are the sole survivors they crash land on a planet not controlled by either species and they have to attempt to survive to get rescued, blah, 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 blah. And they have to work together during it. So very, very interesting movie. Very good old sci-fi movie. But yeah, I definitely think that would be the fun variation to play on that. Outside of that, yeah, no, great game. Great game. Takes a little bit. Definitely takes a little longer than some of the other card of cards uh, games that I've played, some of the other card-based games that I've played, as getting everything set up, doing your gameplay and everything, you're looking at around, you know, probably hour and a half, maybe hour 15. I know that I have currently spent real time about an hour and a half, hour 45, but, you know, that involved things like trying to remember how to use my digital system because a five by five grid of physical cards in front of me was not necessarily going to work for the way that I'm doing this, especially in a podcast and video format. So like some of that was relearning how to do some stuff, getting some stuff set up, the fiddly set up in a digital system, but still I would say hour, hour and a half wouldn't be a bad estimate where a lot of the other card-based games that I've played, I can get through a whole session slash round in around an hour. Now, granted, you take a couple quick notes, move on to the next session, or move on to the next round, do everything, and then come back at the end and do your journal. That could make it a heck of a lot faster, but that's not what we're about here. Instead, here we are about blindly pulling up the game, running through it right quick and giving you guys a taste.
But I have been Steel Stash of the Black Dragon Dungeon Company. This has been Lonely TTRPG. If you liked us, make sure that you go ahead and leave a comment. Go ahead and subscribe, rate us, give us five stars or something. It would be great. Help out with that visibility. You can find us on Twitter at BDDC underscore pod. Or you can hit us up on email at BlackDragonDungeonCompany at gmail.com. If you want to chat with us, I would love to. Um, I'm definitely only getting... Only chats I'm getting right now are podcasting networks trying to get me to pay them for things and some other game makers who want me to play their games. So exciting stuff. Got some people reaching out, reaching out to us to showcase some of their games for you. Looking forward to doing that. If you super like us and want to help support, then you can do that at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. But... If you liked today's episode and you do want to pick up Lost Among the Starlit Wreckage, you can find it on itch at seamus-condili.itch.io slash lost-among-the-starlit-wreckage. Or, of course, going and checking the show notes down below and clicking on the handy link that I provide for y'all. It is currently $7. It's currently $7 on itch. Definitely a fun game. Definitely worth it. And they usually pop up in various bundles. I definitely picked this up in another bundle of stuff. But go check it out. Go make your decision. Again, I have been Steel Stash. Thanks for watching and listening. And of course, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.